Welcome to Translate This, a podcast about language, culture, life, and the hilarity of it all. Hey, welcome back. This is Melissa. And this is Richard. And this is our third ever podcast. Yeah, lucky number three. Lucky number three. Uh, You probably want to know how to find us outside of this podcast, so we're going to get all of that up in front in your face. And please find us. Please find us, yeah. Uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, we are at translate.this.podcast. Uh, on Twitter, we are at translate this underscore P. And on Instagram, we are at, at translate this underscore podcast. So if you send us any of your comments on any of those social media outlets, we will definitely be answering you. We love our fans. Yes, right. That's right. And I just want to say today is a very cool day. It's uh, rainy. And it's in Madrid. It has a really nice effect. I'm just loving the change in weather. It's a little cooler outside. How about you? Oh my gosh, I'm I'm in love with it because, as you know, it's I I'm a very physiologically complex being because I love the sun, mm-hmm. but I hate being hot. Yeah. So for <laughs> me, the perfect weather is really really cold days right. with sunshine. But days like this, when mm-hmm. it's cloudy and gloomy, I, lo- I love it too. It, it, mm-hmm. I love that. But I'm unfortunate to have that vitamin D deficiency when yeah. I have too much of this. Well, it's always good to have a mixture, you know, yeah. Have, yeah. have it all, which we do. We I have know. like four seasons here. It's just amazing. But so. I've been dying. I've been mm-hmm. dying from the heat. I mean, nobody yeah. told me it was going to be 110 tough. in Madrid. Yeah. 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 It's been tough. But which, the whole world has been going through crazy stuff. So It's been on fire. Yeah. And we love our people all over the world, and God love you all that you're out there if you are stuck in some horrible weather right now. And, uh, you know, change your scenery if you can. And if you cannot, we are here to support you while you go through it. Yeah. Listen to all our great topics. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope so. Well, do I have a topic? Oh, you do. You have a topic. I have a topic. It sounds so, like it's great. Just to remind our listeners, uh, Richard has no idea what I'm about to talk about. And when he takes over, it's the same. In the next episode. In the next episode. I'm even now, apparently. So all (laughs) mine are even episodes. Yes, yes. And I will be the odd, which makes complete sense. (laughs) Because you are always like so tranquil and even and peaceful. And yeah, I'm the odd one. I'm a little both. I'm even and odd. But (laughs) yeah, it's cool. It's a nice analogy there. (laughs) All right, cool. All right. Okay. So have you heard of the First Amendment? In the United States? Yes. I'm just going to say yes. Okay. Do you know what the First Amendment states? Yes. Okay. Can you tell tell the audience? I can tell the audience, but I want to see what you think it says first, and then I'll tell you what it really says. Um, Something caught in my throat. (laughs) (laughs) Stalling. Stalling. Yeah. um, Where's my history book? (laughs) (laughs) Just take a swing at it. I can't think of it right now. Okay. So most people, that is like the most quoted amendment. My first amendment rights Uh, from the Constitution. Yes, of course. So the Constitution has the first, the first 10 amendments make the first part of the Constitution, right? So the first amendment, though, Mm -hmm. is freedom of speech. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I was about to say. I was yeah. just going to say that. Okay. All right. I <laughs> I, I believe you. Sure. I believe you. So the first amendment says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech 
or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Mm. So it's a lot. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's a lot in there. That's why the first amendment is so important to the U S constitution because it it basically, it affords most of us our, our human rights in the United States. Uh, Is it violated? Yes, indeed it is. But uh, luckily it's generally upheld. I am actually going to talk today a lot about freedom of speech, but not necessarily just about the United States, because as you know, this is a global podcast. Uh, we are you know, recording this as we speak, as you mentioned, in Madrid, Spain, and we are Americans living abroad and we have listeners from all over the world. So we want to make sure that we are inclusive uh, of that. And I have found some very interesting situations, mm-hmm. because this is a podcast, as we know, about language and culture about how the freedom of speech clause or amendment can apply in very weird ways. And today we're going to talk about how laws and court cases, famous court cases, have uh, been basically how people have used freedom of speech to yes. with language okay. to be able to manipulate mm the the freedom or the are not having the freedom of mm-hmm. speech with language in the in the uh the eyes of the law sounds juicy to me okay so we're you know we're oregonians um sort I, of. Don't, I don't know i think sort you are more than i am i don't know how yeah you know i lived there longer than you did but i mean we're really just what we're people of the earth Yes. But, yeah, we're yeah we're the West um, Coast. Producer Lauren's reminding us we're West Coasters. I'm first an Earth dweller, then I can yeah I, c- yeah. I can specify a little more if you want. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> but we've lived in Oregon for quite some time. I have. Yes. Yes. You have. And so the first case that this is what actually spawned my topic. There is mm-hmm. a famous, almost like a a urban legend, an urban legend about the famous Oregon Klingon interpreter case. Klingon. Do you know about this? Klingon from Star Trek. From Star Trek, which, as you remember, my first yes. episode, first podcast yeah. was great connection. Yes, there. about constructed that. language. Yeah. yeah. By the way, check out our first episode. Yeah. If you like Klingon, <laughs> you'll learn all about it. Yeah. Um, Oregon and Klingon and interpreters. Yeah, that's and ju- that's just a drop mic topic right there. Let's right. just hear. I just got to hear that. Yeah, this is and it's so Oregonian, right? Yeah. It's 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 right. what we keep Portland weird. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Austin. I know we stole it from you, but keep Portland <laughs> weird. There you go. So I'm here to to demystify the actual account. the The urban legend has it that a man went into the court. And demanded in Oregon, in Oregon, in the courts in Portland, he demanded a Klingon interpreter and refused to speak to the judge, citing his freedom of speech to only use Klingon as his communication method. Okay, wait. Does a language has to be have to be officially accepted by the government? Well, to... that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Oregon does not have an official language per mm-hmm. their constitution on purpose. Because Oregon's constitution states that they want to have many people there of, of diverse language and background and culture. So they purposefully did not name English mm-hmm. or any other language as, as its official, official language. 
Sounds like a shot in the foot right there. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So this is why this gentleman yeah. Yeah. said, and that's, again, this is the urban legend of, mm-hmm. of how this went. But I found out mm-hmm. after researching, and thank you, the Oregonian, for having this information still in, available in its archives, that actually what happened was, well, let me, let me step back a little bit. Uh, you know who our sponsor is? Uh, yes, I do. Who is it? You you always say who? Yeah. Um, Barbier International. Yeah, and and who pays our paycheck? Um, Barbier International. Exactly. So, um, so we, you know, we have a day job, uh, and our our company yes. is uh, is an interpretation and a translation company. We are day jobbers. We we are day jobbers. This is for fun, um, or as they say, for shits and giggles. So. <laughs> This particular uh, situation for me is is also very near and dear to the heart because we're talking about the requesting of an interpreter. We do work with the state of Oregon. Yes. They are one of our clients. Mm-hmm. And what I found out was that one of the uh, purchasing administrators in the county, uh, what they did in Multnomah County is they decided just for fun yes. when they were writing their uh, laws for uh, requesting services and when they were writing their their actual administration right. uh, language, that they would include Klingon as a language in the unlikely case that they would actually have somebody request this uh-huh. because they wanted to make sure that they covered every possible natural or constructed language. Right. Again, remember podcast number one, you'll know what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, every natural and constructed language that possibly could be entered into the courts. And they knew that even like Navi from Avatar was gaining popularity. So they said, let's just throw it in because it doesn't cost us any money to add this to the list of languages that we are going to be able to offer somebody in the courts. Well, quick question. Did they create this list of every used language, including all of the indigenous languages that that exist yeah. all over the world. The, yes. The, well, I don't know. List. the The list may be very mm-hmm. extensive, but for Multnomah County, they mm-hmm. they listed probably the majority of the natural languages that they knew that used like English, Spanish, Russian, Vietnamese. Those are the top, you know, four in Oregon. And then Klingon. And then, <laughs> and then they went straight to Klingon. No, I don't know, but they did. They did include Klingon on this list of languages and. Uh, I don't know how exhaustive this list is, but they but they have it on there. So then they found out that the reason why they did this is that they needed to make sure that uh, they had they acknowledged that there are some cases where they've heard mental patients speaking this language. Right. And so they want to make sure. And this is a whole nother rabbit hole, maybe for another topic about okay. Ken Kessie. And one flew over the cuckoo's nest, which mm-hmm. was, you know, he's an Oregon writer, and right. how he wrote about how the state hospitals were horrific. Yes. And Nurse Ratchet, for those of you who get the reference, mm-hmm. uh, was a character in. She has her own show now. She has her own show now, but yeah. But basically, it's the Ken Kesey novel, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and right. how the state hospitals were terrible and treated their patients terribly. Yes. Well, Oregon shut those hospitals down. Thankfully. Thankfully, and yeah. also sad. In, in another respect, because mm-hmm. then they didn't give them any support services and they just oh, let yeah. the people go out into the streets, which also prompted one of the reasons why we have a lot of homelessness yes. in Oregon. Uh, 
so it kind of set that wheel in motion. But that's a whole whole different thing. So when they were referring here to mental health patients, yes. it's because there was probably a lot of litigation happening at the time mm-hmm. when the hospitals were either one being sued or opening their doors or what have you. There there was probably a lot of things going on in the courts. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there was a person uh, named, uh, a, a county chairwoman named Diane Lynn, uh, that they said that she said, <laughs> I love the Oregon article, says it could not be reached for comment, but they talked about how uh, they had the other person from the county name, uh, I am going to say this probably wrong, Jalisic, uh, Jalisic or Jalisic is their last name. Okay. They said, in reality, no patient has yet to try to communicate and cling on, but mm-hmm. the possibility that a patient could believe himself or herself to be a Klingon doesn't seem so far fetched. They've got people that think they're Napoleon, right. which is what Diane Lynn said, but didn't, didn't in this Oregon con, you know, uh, article, they couldn't reach her for comment again, Okay, but she did quote that. So I guess Jalusic and, and Lynn decided, mm-hmm. well, why not? Let's just go with it. Yeah. And they also talked about how, because of Lord of the Rings, people were learning Elvish. So again, they had reason to believe Oregon Mm -hmm. for its wild and wacky moments. Mm -hmm. They could expect to maybe see this in the courts. But they said, again, that nobody's ever tried to communicate and that the county health department wasn't actually spending money to hire Klingon interpreters, Uh but they were just adding it to the list of languages for which interpreters might be needed someday. Okay. So the news coverage of this just they extrapolated what mm-hmm. you know and they ran with it and they decided oh no it's you know mm-hmm. it's really that somebody came in and they decided that they wanted to have a clean interpreter so but that's not true right um they said the office that treats the mental health patients in multnomah county had included it on a list of oh here we go 55 languages so that's not a very long list not very long so i guess you know this is why this is such a weird little thing uh that they added that language but the inclusion of the star trek language drew a whole bunch of headlines for oregon they have now rescinded Mm -hmm. uh having this on there and they also made sure that people knew that no money was ever spent on Klingon and they, right. they said it was a mistake right. and a result of an overzealous attempt to ensure that the safety net systems could respond to all customers and clients, quote unquote, by um, this information. And um, they previously had said that no patient um, had come to them and they don't think that anybody will, but that the county would pay a Klingon t- interpreter in the unlikely case that they were actually needed. Very interesting. It's interesting how you hear about that law, but <laughs> I've heard so many other laws that hasn't been changed for two, 300 years or in Oregon. So it's, it's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so their yeah. freedom of speech, they, they took it to an extreme, Yeah, yeah. which, you know, uh, at least people now know listening to our podcast, that mm-hmm. a Klingon interpreter really never was entered into the court system, but they do have the freedom to ask for one, apparently, yeah. if they uh-huh. need one. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm sure somebody somewhere has done this. Uh, I just didn't find the info, but I'm sure somewhere somebody's thinking, that sounds like a good idea. I'm yeah. going to go in and ask for Dothrakian. <laughs> I need a Dothraki interpreter. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, again, um, 
quirky news. Can I call that? That is quirky. Quirky news. Quirky oh, news. No, it's just going to get quirkier today. Those of you, yeah, those of you who are learning English are, 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 you know, learning all the quirkiness of our language. Yeah. That's a great word. Quirky news. Quirky. Yeah. Quirky. I love that word. Yeah, I do too. Um, yeah, no, it gets weirder. Um, but let's, uh, let's go to another strange language oh. court case. But this time it happens to the border north of the United States. Ah, what could that be? Let me think. Is it uh, freedom of speech? Yes, it is. It's freedom <laughs> of speech up in Oh Canada. Oh Canada, right? Yeah. So Canada is divided into provinces, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And there is a province for those who are unfamiliar with the geography of Canada, all the way to the eastern seaboard mm-hmm. um, over there, uh, or it's close to the eastern seaboard because I think actually Newfoundland is its own province, but um, Quebec. Yes. And in Quebec, they speak what? Oh, it's so interesting you brought that up because it's a little bit a part of my topic next episode. Uh-oh. But it's okay. It's very it's just because of that uh that region. So we we have yeah. like we have like our our brains were tuning in. Kind of kind of tuned totally. We're tu- we're t- we're totally tuned in. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to say it like they see here. Just gave me chicken skin. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say French and English. Yes, but it's not just French. It's mm-hmm. Quebecois. Quebecois. Exactly. I like saying that too. Quebecois. Quirky so, Quebecois. Que- quirky Quebecois. And actually, so speaking Quebecois is like speaking French from the 1500s. And it is the purest form of French because it, they do not digress. And Interesting. They do not allow any language to infiltrate their language. For instance, the word uh, mouse mm-hmm. for a computer. Mm-hmm. All of those languages, keyboard, mm-hmm. uh, laptop, all mm-hmm. of those words that are modern language words, they invented those in Quebecois yeah. not to utilize laptop, mouse, keyboard. Okay. They made sure that they right. made their own they're not, words. They're not um, anglicizing. They're not anglicizing right. the language at no. all. And uh, there is a famous little case there called the, um, the Guerre de la Pâte. Mm. And it is Guerre, the, I know what that means. Guerre de la Pat. What I does that mean? I can't pronounce it, but I know it means war. Yes. De la Pat. Does that mean the potty? Pasta. <laughs> no, <laughs> not potty. No, no, that would be very English. Okay. No, pasta. Uh, it's wow. the war on, on pasta. Okay. Because um, now you like Italian food. Um, I did a lot more than I do now, but I still love it. I yeah. just don't eat it as much. Yeah, but that's different. You don't, yeah. you don't eat it as much. It doesn't mean you don't love I it. I wish I could eat it every day. Well, you could. I, yeah. It's a choice. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, something is making me stop stopping <laughs> it. I don't know what it is. It's like when I see an Italian restaurant, I just keep walking. I don't know what's stopping me. That would be the fear of yeah. the la pat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, no. So... This is this the weirdest thing ever. So when we okay, so let me let me pull it back just a little bit. When we go into a Mexican restaurant mm-hmm. in the United States, yes. Okay, what words do you see on the menu that are in Spanish? Um well I mean like the actual food the dishes yeah. or like Yeah, the, the dishes. Um like in an Americanized... Well, no, 
just Mexican just you're like, like overanalyzing. Tacos no, and like, burritos, or, you know, but, that's a very But that's typical. my point. Taco, yeah. salsa, yeah. burrito, tortilla. In in our country, burrito, yes. Okay, I know. Tortillas. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, burrito, yeah, but, right. but tortilla. Yes. Okay, so my nachos, I mean, they're... they're uh-huh. And, okay, what about um, empanadas or... Um, Enchiladas. Enchiladas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of that, Chimichangas. right? Chimichangas. No, that's Tex-Mex. It's tex- it doesn't matter, Dang but it. it's still, it's not English. <laughs> that's my point. It's not English, right? right okay. Right, yeah. You go to an Italian restaurant, what words uh, do you see that are in Italian? Um, pen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say pen, uh, penne. Penny, no, it's so ta- penny pasta. That's, 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 why was it the only that. word that I thought on an Italian uh, menu was penny? We know what you're thinking about. Penny pasta. Uh, uh, but then there's, well, if you want to add what kind of sauce you put on penny pasta, <laughs> you can put on penny pasta, you can put la putanesca. Oh my and, God. and then it just goes together so well. Uh-huh. Okay, so we digress. But no, no, uh, you go into the restaurant and you see pasta. Mm-hmm. You see the word pasta. You see the word pizza, mm-hmm. lasagna, mm-hmm. right? Cannoli. I don't know why I thought of penne. <laughs> we may never oh, know. Why? I just want to know. I'm curious. Maybe you Do were like secrets? saying in your head, don't say that word. <laughs> don't say that word. And then boom, you said, that's the word you said. I must have just laughed a lot when I first saw it on the menu. You I just like, wow. Yeah. I know. Pasta. Penis okay. pasta. It, it, well, and, and whore sauce to go on it. I yes. mean, so it's terrible. Wow. Yeah. It's a spicy sauce. Okay. Spicy sauce for the, for the Italian yeah. penis. Um, yes. Okay. So in Quebec... They went after a restaurant, mm-hmm. and it was an Italian restaurant in uh, Montreal or Montreal, however Ooh, you, you want to say. That's beautiful. The way you said that was well, just amazing. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Hopefully. Uh, and there's actually a okay. So uh, there's actually a lot of funny things about this, okay. but um, they went after a restaurant because they had the words, and the restaurant's called. Uh, Buona Notte restaurant, okay. referring to Southern Italian tomato and mozzarella salad. All right. Buona Notte actually means good note. Oh, I would have got that wrong. Buona Notte? No, it means good night. Doesn't it mean good night? Yeah, I think it means good night. Good night. Buona Notte. Yeah, that means good night. Okay. Like good evening. I would have got that right. But I guess apparently it's Southern Italian tomato and mozzarella salad, which I didn't know that. Mozzarella. I didn't know. Um, okay, so they went after this gentleman because he had the word pasta and antipasta and pesce and uh, calamari and he had the word for wine in italian um which is uh boo let me find where i read it down i think it's called butiglia uh butiglia yeah for a bottle of wine yeah butiglia and so it's spelled b-o-t-t-i-g-l-i-a butiglia can i clarify just for me and all the audience members who are slow learners but they're more contemplative learners <laughs> that's all of you guys out there half of you uh <laughs> i just want to clarify you're saying the quebecois yeah government yeah came down on this beautiful idyllic little italian restaurant yes and they're about to tell this person to change the words on their menu no they just didn't change the words they shut the restaurant down oh my god yeah yeah, That's they shut it 
down. Disgusting. Yeah. That, wow. They shut it down. And they, for some reason, didn't, they didn't object to the word pizza, which who the hell yeah, knows see, why. Now they're being hypocritical. Yeah. Yeah, completely. They should have said dough with mm-hmm. cheese on top and tomato sauce. Right. Baked. Right. For 20 minutes. Yeah. How do you say that in Quebecois? Oh, who the heck knows? But apparently, it was all of this was they were really, really upset, um, and they they said that a spokesman for the office for the Quebecois office that this came from uh, said that there are exceptions under the language law where there is no equivalent French term, and if that's the case, the matter is used is usually dropped. Otherwise, French terms are preferred under the law. So this happened years ago. But there is some good news to it. Oh, I want to hear this. The good news is that they have now rescinded their decision and they did. Uh, they decided that it wasn't in the best interest and that they were overzealous. They, they said that they recognized that there was an excess of zeal. You, you know, that's under, you know what popped into my mind? Hmm. It's, it's a funny analogy. But right when you said that of allowing a group of people, whether it's government or Mm anti-government to go as far as jumping over the cliff of their their zealousness yeah is that a word yeah 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 to show themselves and society how they're far they're going yeah and that they're going over a cliff you know what popped into my mind Mm. january 6th the capital yes the police let them basically do what they wanted to show I don't know if this was actually the the reason why the police forces said, oh, we're only going to use a, a few police officers to handle this crowd. Yeah. But yeah. the react or the consequence was mm-hmm. is that we saw the true ugly nature right. of these people. Mm-hmm. Whereas if there were thousands of cops there, right. we might not have seen that. And it would have been a bigger rally cry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a, it's kind of an interesting analogy. That's what I thought about, but um, no, but go ahead. it's okay because you know, that, that is another freedom of expression yeah. and the, the right of free speech. And that's what mm-hmm. they were arguing when yeah. they came across the Capitol building. Yeah. Uh, but they were also going, it was, we all know they were going yeah. just to tear it down. Right. It was a, mm-hmm. uh, you, you, I can never say that word usurpation of power. Oh. There it was an insurrection. It was an insurrection. This Mm-hmm. Not as much of an insurrection, but they did apologize, which, yeah. you know, we have yet to hear the apology oh, from gosh. those well, bastards. But, some people you know, are saying it never happened. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, you know, put your head in the sand some more. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is this provincial minister, Diane DeCourcy, she told the reporters that there was an excess of zeal and they promised the agency would make better, better, make it better. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm speaking like I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> they said they would make uh-huh. better use okay. of the language law loopholes Okay. for all of our non-English language learners. Language law loopholes. Practice that wow. one 10 times fast. Wow. That allows for foreign cultural and food products. A former politician, Mario Dumont, put it, I don't think the future of French will be determined by Italian menus or Japanese sushi. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very poignant choice of uh, articles. Very opposite in terms of um, in terms of language. Yeah. One preservation and one complete. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, and, and the thing of it is, is that 
there's some people who like well you're talking about mm-hmm. the you know the the insurrection on yeah. the 6th that buy into this well there was a there was an owner of a store that was bringing in uh british fish and chips and the restaurant was named brit and chips Mm-hmm. that couldn't use fish and chips on the menu. And they said that the uh-huh. agency, because they had told them also, you can't do this. So he was going to just go along with it and yeah. change the iconic fish and chips dish mm-hmm. to poisson frit et frites. Sounds like fish and chips. Yeah, in, in French. Yeah, But that's just ridiculous because yeah. you don't, you we're not changing tacos to mm-hmm. rolled tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> what are we changing? Fried, fried, Fried tortilla. No, corn we can't tortilla. do that. It's, you oh. can't use tortilla. Fried, fried corn, corn shell. Fried corn shell with mm-hmm. with meat inside. <laughs> I mean, that sounds appetizing. Lettuce and cheese and <laughs> tomato. I mean, what are you gonna yeah. call it? Uh-huh. Fried corns. Fried yeah. corny shells. <laughs> I don't know. You have to so, come up with a new one. So right. um, the good thing is that they are now back on this lovely little Italian restaurant, Buonanotte. Mm-hmm being able to utilize the words that they really wanted to use without any harm to the restaurant. Okay. Um, and that's great. And it says that, uh, you know, I think Canada's learned a little lesson on this. And I, I thought it was, per- personally, I thought it was crazy because we're always suppressing our diversity in the United States, even mm. though we say that, oh, we're the most diverse country, blah, blah, oh, yeah. blah. But we're always suppressing it. Yeah. Canada welcomes so many people from mm. all over the world. I don't think, many people realize how mm. diverse Canada is. Yeah, it's it incredibly is. diverse. Yes. And they allow the cultures that come in to maintain their mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. They don't tell them you have to stop speaking your language. They don't say all these things to them. They want to be able to communicate in English yeah. or in the, you know, of course in Quebec, they want them to communicate in, in Quebecois, but they don't say you have to completely eliminate your other culture either. Well, so, I have I have to bring the other side to that just because you brought up one and yeah. to bring some reality to that Canada is not perfect. No. As ev- as everyone believes and I thought it was and in some ways there's great things, many great things, but there's a dark yeah. dark history of a lot of um there's genocide. Completely. Um, I'm not going to go into it. Um, you listeners can check it out. Yeah. Um but it is. Uh, I've only been to Vancouver, unfortunately, which is an amazing city. I recommend it to everybody. Go Canada. Yeah, go Canada. Go Canada. I still love Canada. I mean, I've been to both sides. I've been not in the middle, but yeah. I've been to the falls on the one side and I've been to uh, BC on the other. Mm-hmm. And it's. I appreciate it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, every country is going to have yeah, its, its issues. Course. But related mm-hmm. to the British uh, issue with fish and chips... Here was something that I found out by the Oxford Royal um, mm-hmm. website that Procter & Gamble even had its own weird little law issues when they decided to import Pringles okay. into Britain. Uh-huh. And that now this was a court case that it was also about the naming because they would have had to pay about a hundred million pounds if Pringles were considered crisps. Now, mm. you know what a crisp is in Britain? Yes, a uh, potato chip. It's a potato chip, mm-hmm. right? And chips are, in Britain? Um, French fries. Right. Oh, so got that right. you got it right. Good I'm job. Two for three. Gold star. All right. So 
they needed to make sure that they brought in there's because there's a 20% tax set up on products that are considered luxuries. Mm-hmm. There's no VAT tax on on apples, milk, tea, but there is like on ice cream and all sorts of other things including crisps. Okay. So they didn't want to pay 100 million pounds okay. which is like 150,000 US okay. million US. Sounds like a lot, but not as much now. Not yeah, <laughs> but still, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's still a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, if Pringles were considered crisps, mm-hmm. so they used the okay. right of free speech yes. and the law to oh decide gosh. to a loophole. Yeah. They loopholed it. I want to make it a verb. You loopholed it. I see where you're going with this, but I can't imagine that loophole creating this massive problem, right? Well, what they did. Uh-huh. And they were very smart. They described on the packaging that they were a savory snack. (laughs) And that in 2008, a judge ruled that since the type of Pringles in question were only 3% potato flour Uh and 39% vegetable oil, they couldn't be said to be made of of potato flour and therefore they weren't crisps. It's nice to know it's only 3%. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For those of you who love Pringles, you're eating vegetable Uh oil. Oh my gosh. Uh, and 3% potato flour. But what they were instead, they said, was debatable. <laughs> well, now I just feel like I've had probably 30 or 40 Pringles uh, containers. What do you yeah. call those things? Oh, the, yeah, the In canisters. Life, yeah. They, okay, so for people who don't know what Pringles are, and for hopefully more people don't know what they are. I'm sorry, well, Dr. and Gamble. They're not missing um, But canisters. They look yeah. like tennis ball canisters. Yes, tennis ball canisters. And you open yeah. it up and it's just a stack of crisps all the way down. Mm-hmm. Right? Which or makes it chips. fun. It does I make it fun. It. I loved it. But it also makes it really difficult because you, if you don't stop, yeah. you'll just eat the whole canister. I don't think I ever put a half-eaten Pringles canister away. It no. was usually straight to the trash. Oh, no, no. Which, Pe- people just ate it. So they started making smaller canisters. Yeah. So they think they realized that with the whole yeah. health movement. And they wanted to make sure that people didn't mm-hmm. overeat Pringles. So mm-hmm. anyway, but in 2009, the uh, the Brits appealed the decision. Yes. And Procter & Gamble's strenuous argument that, the, that there's nothing crisp like a Pringle. Uh that was their slogan. So they yeah. screwed themselves also by saying but, that uh, because that's, you know, here they, and wherever we've had Pringles, it always talks about the, how crispy they are. Right. So they've, they marketed themselves into a problem. And, uh, and then the, uh, the agency won against Pringles and that they were ruled, they were a crisp after all. So they probably had to pay that money. Uh, because they, in their marketing, they said it's crisp. Yeah, like the, there's the nothing, description is yeah, crispy. That there's nothing crisp like a Pringle. Well, they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, they did. Anyways, that more was... taxes for England. No ta- for all <laughs> for all the firefighters and yeah, uh, police and teachers out there. Right. They're a little happier. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, actually, you know, in my estimation, that's a good ruling because let's make sure they pay their their fair taxes. You know, they they need to make sure that uh-huh. they contribute to that and. I am a big believer in paying taxes, so, you know. Well, can I tell you a quick thing what that story reminds me of, mm. which I think is funny, is milk. Milk. When the milk industry sued all the alternative milk in, uh, oh. companies and said you can't use milk because it's not. And so I don't know what it is now, but I remember 
a time it says, try the soy beverage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember, remember that. that. Yeah. I didn't know why. Yeah. Oh, wow. Almond beverage and I don't know what else, but yeah. So they suppress their freedom of speech, though, right there, because milk saying, nope, you can't use this. So if you think about it, milk was acting, the milk dairy board, they were acting like the oh, Quebecois yeah. saying, you can't use that because it's not milk. It's not pure. And, and I thought deeply about it. Not that deeply, but. <laughs> <laughs> Enough for a milkshake. Yeah, I was thinking deeply over a milkshake about, <laughs> well, is it really milk? Yeah. Or I'm, is it really a soy beverage? No. It feels like, <laughs> it feels like they're right. I know, I know. It's kind of yeah. like uh, meatless products now, Beyond Meat and yeah. uh, what's the other popular one? Uh, oh, oh, shoot. Beyond, um, it's Beyond and, oh, Impossible. Impossible Burger. Impossible Burger, which burger yeah. you go back to meat. So. Oh. Yeah, who oh, knows? But no, do you, do you know where hamburger came from? From Germany. Hamburg. From Hamburg. Mm -hmm. So if you say burger, yeah. can Hamburg sue you? Possibly. Yeah. You know, possibly. Well, they that's a whole other thing, too. Because now there's whole places like Wisconsin cheddar. Mm -hmm. Like you can't use that term unless it comes from Wisconsin. Just well, like in France, yeah. you cannot use the term Roquefort or or. Uh, let me see. Like all the wines and all of the foods from there, there you can't wow. use those terms unless they are from that origin. What about French fries? Yeah, but see, those are American. <laughs> but could they argue that? Yeah, the, maybe the neo-Nazi Quebecois could. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so so far we've talked about crazy mm. Klingon interpreters, yes. and then the Gerdelpat. And now the Pringles. <laughs> awesome. Start. They're, they're beyond quirky now. You yeah. did a great job. Okay. Well, now it gets weirder. <laughs> All right. Okay. When you had your first child. Oh, beautiful memory. Okay. Yeah. You looked at your child. Had you picked the name out yet? 1997. Okay. Koreatown, Los Angeles, California, United yeah. States. Yeah. Earth. Sorry. Earth. Goes back to my earthling. Your earthling. Yeah. Um. What was the question? Sorry. Did you, did you have a name picked out for your son before wow. he was born? Or did you look at your child and say, you shall be named Martin? It was before. Okay. We spent many weeks mm -hmm. discussing, picking, choosing, looking. Yeah. Right. It was a very personal yeah. decision. Yeah. So most people mm -hmm. in the world, I'm going to assume, including myself, yeah. have done the same. I think it's unusual for people to pick a name after the child's born or like immediately say, okay, you look like a Henry. You're now named Henry or your mm -hmm. name Sally um, or Joaquin or, you know, Maria or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think most people, there's a history of why they name their children. It's either honoring a, a, a person in their family or just a sound of the name or something that's very uh, near to, and dear to the family. Uh, I know with native uh, cultures, mm -hmm. there's usually a, a reason because of the season or particular uh, connections with nature. Right. And so those are all very, very important reasons to name a child. And your child is the most precious thing that you have in this world. It's, it's not, um, some people argue that it is a, a narcissistic reflection to breed, mm -hmm. um, my child argued that with me. Okay. But it's not. I I counter that. I counter that it's 
for those those of us who consider ourselves breeders, that it is a way to hope for a better future by bringing new life and the hope of the next generation because what the hell people if we don't have that we might as well just all just like burn the shit down now because what's the point right so for me naming my child mm -hmm. and and i named both of my children with intent like right. we wanted the names we named them because we had to make sure that they were names that we felt were honorable and that suited them and that would just do well in in life mm -hmm. and when I read this last article that I'm going to present, I about lost my shit, to be All honest right. with you. All right. There are many countries, well, we're going to only talk about eight of them right now, but eight of them with really weird baby naming laws. Laws. Yes. I get, this is going to be fascinating. This, I, I just, again, you know, you're mentioning uh, Germany, mm -hmm. Hamburg. Yes. Um, Germany. It's the first one we're going to talk about. In Germany, you must be able to tell the gender of a child by the child's first name. That's a double issue right there. Right. This is a whole problematic. Yeah. I think Germany in general is just going to cancel culture. Is just going to go after Germany oh now for this gosh. one law. I don't even know how enforceable these laws are. I'm just going to go with this first can, of all. Can and you I, give a, I like dates. Can you give a date yeah. when it was formed? Well, or? okay. That's the thing. I, I got this. This article came up to me from um, a gentleman named David Israel from 2010 mm -hmm. that he had out um, on mental floss. Okay. Uh, and mental floss, if some of you know, it's a it's sort of like this uh, Reddit or a Quora mm -hmm. uh, website that has many articles of different different things. And then I just I was researching language and laws and quirkiness and this popped up. Yep. So. I just find it to be very, very fascinating uh, that Germany, you, you have to declare gender. And then the name chosen must not negatively affect the well-being of the child. Mm. And you cannot use last names or the names of objects or products as first names. Objects or products cannot be used as first names. We violate that in the United States. I can give you a perfect I'm example. I'm why. Do you, I'm, just I don't, I'm not sure. It says whether or, okay, this is, the, the article goes on to say whether or not your chosen name will be accepted is up to the Office of Vital Statistics, mm -hmm. which in Germany is called the Standesmont. And in the area in which the child was born, it says the, if the office rejects your proposed baby name, you can appeal. But if you lose, you have to think of a different name. And each time you submit a name, you have to pay a fee so it can get really expensive. And when you evaluate, when they evaluate names, they refer to a book which translates into the, the words, the International Manual of First Names. I mean, this is how, this so, is how like standardized it is there. And then they consult foreign embassies for assistance with non-German names. And because of the hassle that they have to go through to name their kids in Germany, a whole bunch of parents just opt out for the obvious ones like Maximilian, Alexander, Marie, and Sophie. Wow. It's, they give up so quick. They give up quick because, for instance, one name that was rejected was Maddie because they couldn't tell the gender. Okay. But they did approve these names, Legolas and Nemo were for, for okay. baby boys. Why would Nemo be ma male uh, uh, oriented? Because of Disney. 
Finding Nemo. Yeah, and you know that Nemo so was a, a boy. Hollywood movie can tell the German government, right? All babies that are named Nemo yeah. have to be male and because of a movie. And here's the thing: we would not know that Nemo was a boy unless Disney wrote the line, "I I'm looking for my son." Right, his father is that was the only line. Or no, no, there's, there's several references yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. He's naming. Right. He's my son. I'm yeah, looking yeah, for yeah. my son. He's right. missing. Right. So that's how we know Nemo was a boy because who knows? It could have just been a lower toned alto, uh, or it could be a non-binary fish. I'm sure they exist. Well, it just <laughs> or it's them. Just, it's just interesting and really, it's actually hilarious that a government is going to allow Hollywood to determine uh, certain things like that. Right. Right. But the, I think it's just, okay, so whenever we think of Germany, and, you know, I have a lot of German heritage, so I'm okay. going to throw myself under the bus in this one. Ooh. But when we think of Germany and we think mm -hmm. of how standardized many things are, they yes. have some amazing systems because they have really progressed in the world because they are very stickler on manuals and standardized applications. Mm -hmm. That's why they have some of the best cars in the whole world, sure. right? International yep. standards. However, when it comes to naming children, mm -hmm. I don't think that that part should really be included in there. And I don't see the the harm in like the rejected name, Maddie. Mm -hmm. Maddie's cute for a boy or a girl. Yeah. Like who the hell cares? But apparently Germany does. I feel, I feel like too, like um, I've had situations in other countries where you're, whatever you're trying to get and get approval of from the government all depends on the person in the window looking at you yeah, and, or whoever at the desk uh, deciding for you, and it could be someone in a bad mood, someone yeah. in a good mood, or whoever it is on that shift. Right. And I, that's, I don't know if that's like that in the United States. No. If that, if we ever had those issues. Well, Kanye West would have not been able to name his children, and neither would uh, Beyonce, uh, because we've got some. You know, what is it? We have North and West. Yes. And uh, what was the other one to be rejected? Is Blue Ivy. Uh, okay. You know, which is not even. Has there, written as Ivy. Here's a, I'm not going to ask this directly to you because, uh, you know, this is just a wondering question, mm -hmm. but like, has there been a name in the United States that has been rejected? We're going to get to that. We're, see? We're, we're going to get to that. We're so, our <laughs> we're minds are there. just like in parallel universes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Onward to Sweden. Onward to Sweden. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. First names shall not be approved if they can cause offense or can be supposed to cause discomfort for the one using it, or names for which obvious reason are not suitable as a first name. And here's your date. Enacted in 1982, the naming law in Sweden was originally created to prevent non-noble families from giving their children noble names. But a few changes to the law have been made since then, and the part of the law referencing the first name reads, first name shall not be approved if they can cause offense in what I just read to you. And it says first names must be reported to the tax agency and they allow multiple first names. But if you later change your name, you must keep at least one of the first names that you were originally given and you can only change your name once. So if you were named John and you want to change it to Jack, your new name will be Jack John. Hmm. <laughs> is that to discourage you from changing it right i don't know and any further changes must be made That's through the swedish patent and registration office so your name would be patented all i can think of in my head is uh meta uh the okay. basketball player oh meta world peace yeah yes <laughs> meta 
He, I don't think Sweden would like his name very much. By the way, any basketball references, NBA, you can ask me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know I can. I can count on you. Would you like to hear a rejected name in Sweden? Uh, yes. Okay. It's pronounced Albin, naturally, but it's written as, and I quote, mm-hmm. capital B, R, F, X, S, C, C, X, X, M, N, P, C, 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 L, 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 M, M, N, P, R, X, V, C, L, M, N, C, K, S, S, Q, L, B, B, 1, 1, 1, 6. That was on the birth certificate and they rejected it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And why did Albin come out of that? Uh, that's how they said they pronounced it. That's just their decision. But They're they trying to play that... with this rule. I, I think something. so. I think so. They letter. They, okay. The parents, I guess, submitted something later and the and they put an A in front of it, but it was still pronounced Albin and rejected. So you know, so, what, so you know what this reminds me of? What? Um, so I came here to, to Spain and I got my first bank account. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and I love Spain. There's no, there's no knock in Spain. Right, but, right, right. But sometimes you'll, you'll. There's some quirky stuff happening. Right. And I got my bank account, and I gave them my name. Uh huh. And uh, my last name's Fisher. Yeah. I'm not hard to spell. F I S H E R. And I got my ATM card. Right. And would you like to know how it was spelled? <laughs> Would Sweden have rejected it? Let me get it out. I have a feeling. Well, while he's looking for that, uh, it reminds me of the Elon Musk baby name. Also X A E, which actually I think, I don't, I think that's one letter a dash 12. And I don't know, I don't know how they even pronounce it, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to ask producer Lauren. It is mathematical. I'm going to ask producer Lauren to find out how we pronounce that name. Uh, and he had that baby with Grimes, the the singer Grimes, which she's pretty awesome. Um, but I have no idea how to pronounce it. You know, uh, the schwa is that the schwa uh, symbol in there? Maybe Elon Musk baby's Maybe. name. Maybe producer Lauren, how old is this child now? So the baby's like a year old. Um, okay, getting back, we'll, we'll we'll check back in on how to pronounce that Elon Musk baby name. So you want to know how they? I want to know how they spelled it. I I think that yeah. sounds more exciting right now. So. I think most people, even in other countries, could spell Fisher if they have some fish yeah. with the ER. Yeah. So mine was spelled F B H E R. F B H E R. And that's not even the funny part. The funny part was that the woman who made the mistake yeah. gave me the card anyway uh-huh. and convinced me that it doesn't matter. And that that anyone checking my ID won't they won't check my ID like they do here. So, do you know who's not on this list of naming laws? Who? Spain. <laughs> Spain is not on this list. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I can, yeah. I can see them not being on the list. There we go. Oh, okay. So she's gotten back to us. Producer Lauren says it's pronounced X Asha 12. X Asha 12. X Asha 12. Any meaning from oh, that? Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, um, going back to Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> that just, me, Elon, you just blew my mind. Um, they rejected the names of Metallica, Superman, Veranda, Ikea, and Elvis. Okay. Now, Ikea is from Sweden. They, wow. 
They are founded in Sweden. Why? It would be like somebody in the United States naming their baby Walmart. Would that that wouldn't be stopped? That happened. I, I don't but, know, but yeah. all I know is mm-hmm. that's not okay. We we have babies named Mercedes. Yeah. We have babies named after states: Dakota, right. cities, Austin, mm-hmm. um, Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. All of them. Everything. Dallas. But I just I have no idea why you would be named after a furniture maker. Uh, you know. Well, I that story just makes me want to wave a big American flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of those big ones up, yeah. you know, the big ones on the big the uh, monster trucks oh my God. Yeah. that they have. Uh, yeah, they I just want to wave one wave of them. Like, hey, we could do this. Um, so back to our, that's good. See, that goes back to your first right amendment. So you have that freedom. Was it freedom to bear arms? I forgot. No, that's, that's a, that's a different one. Uh, that's another amendment. Um, that second? That's well, second, the second, second amendment. Second. Yeah. That. That's the NRA, uh, issues. Okay. But that's a whole different topic. Yes. So closely, uh, linked to Sweden, we have Denmark and Iceland also on this list. Denmark, you parents can only choose from a list of 7,000 pre-approved names, but <laughs> approved names like Benji, Jaminko, Molly, and Fee mm-hmm. were allowed, but I love the rejected names of Denmark, Anus, Pluto, and monkey. <laughs> but 7,000 pre-approved names, so apparently fee is one of those. Like Was... spelled like F-E-E, fee. Okay, okay. Uh, what the hell? They sound a little more liberal, if you want to say. I don't know, but they, yeah. well, if they were liberal, they would let Pluto, monkey, and anus be approved too on that 7,000 word list. I, I'm going to stand up for the Danish <laughs> government for anus. Because... Those parents really <laughs> don't know what that child's going to go through. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like the German law, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, okay. But uh, Iceland, they have an Iceland naming committee that they formed in 1991. Grant you, you know, these are newer dates. So this is of import- great importance to people all of a sudden. And it's a group that decides whether a new given name will be acceptable. So they approved... Bambi, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they rejected Harriet mm. and Duncan. Wow. You want to know why? Why? Because I would much rather be named Harriet or Duncan than Bambi. Sure. Okay. Because Harriet can't be conjugated in Icelandic and Duncan, there is no C in Icelandic. So there's no way for them to pronounce it. Yet, interestingly enough, Latin America has been taking a whole bunch of Anglo names oh, and, yeah. and Latinizing them. Interesting. Like the word or the, the name. My mother's name is uh, Jenny. Mm-hmm. And they say Yenny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or Yesenia for right. Yesenia. Or how about um, other names? Oh, you know, you know my favorite. Which one? Which is, I mean, it's, apparently it's not that new. Uh, James. And they say James. James. But it's not. It, it's normally it would be Jaime. Right, but but they say, say hummus. hummus. Yeah, yeah, hummus. yeah, yeah. So we have our next country, and okay. that is New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. You hey, know. all you listeners out there in New Zealand, New how you doing? How you doing, New Zealand? You know what? I love New Zealand because I, mm-hmm. the the Kiwis they're they're pretty amazing people. Okay, they lay low, uh, and they have some awesome awesome culture. And I don't think anybody's ever said, you know, I really hate New Zealand. 
Yeah. Kiwis, by the way, is their nickname. Yeah, so yes. you can say that. Yes. Kiwis, uh, Kiwi. Kiwis are it. I, I haven't been fortunate enough to meet, meet more than five to ten Kiwis. But yeah. um, I know basics about their culture. Yeah. And, they, and I love them because, uh, like Australia, they uh, understand and they honor their indigenous people's histories. So... That, yeah. that makes me happy. Yes. Um, so in New Zealand, mm-hmm. Birth, Deaths, and Marriage Registration Act of 1995, again, we're talking more recent history, okay. doesn't allow people to name children anything that might cause offense to a reasonable person or unreasonably long or without adequate justification, or it resembles an official title or rank. So I guess that means like prince and queenie and those names cannot Mm. be allowed okay which we have those in the united states people utilize those all the time i've known people named king and queen and prince and princess Mm -hmm. and uh yeah there's i'm sure there's many more duke duchess Mm -hmm. yeah those names are exist in current day and children um that we taught but it says the officials at the registrar of births have successfully talked parents out of some more embarrassing names Mm -hmm. so rejected names have been stallion all right. Yay, Detroit. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Fish and chips. Okay. Twisty Poi. Okay. Keenan got lucky. No, no, sorry. I read that wrong, but that would have been great too. Yeah. Keenan got Lucy, which okay. is pretty much like Keenan got lucky yeah. with Lucy. Sounds, sounds like a new uh, new film coming out. Sex Fruit. Uh-huh. That beats Sparkle, okay? Yeah. Sex Fruit. Uh-huh. Satan. And wait for it. Okay. Going back, poor Germany. Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Somebody try to name their baby Adolf Hitler. Well, we can imagine why some people might want to. Okay. But some approved names, mm-hmm. which based on their law mm-hmm. of the might cause offense to a reasonable person, mm-hmm. I think they botched this law up. Mm-hmm. Benson and Hedges were names for a set of twins. <laughs> they approved that. So for those of you who do not smoke or do yes. not remember the old ads, Benson and Hedges are cigarettes. Cigarettes. It's a yes, name for cigarettes. Are. And so Benson and Hedges are the, a set of twins. One's named Benson, the other one Hedges. Together, they I don't know. could have just said B&H. B&H, yeah. But they didn't. Know. Yeah. Midnight Chardonnay is a name. Nobody, somebody in New mm-hmm. Zealand is named Midnight Chardonnay. Now, you wonder, is it because of the Midnight Chardonnay that they were brought into the world? Probably. That's what I'm thinking. It sounds like an immediate um, image of when. Right. So keep that. When this child was brought. Keep that image in your head yeah. for this next name. All right. Number 16, Bus Shelter. <laughs> no. <laughs> I swear to God. So Number cons- 16, Bus Shelter. I'm thinking... The baby was conceived, yeah. and it was probably midnight yeah. when no one was around. At the number sixteen and this, bus this shelter, old flickering fluorescent light was just like on, oh and for some reason, these two people got it on. Yeah, because they couldn't yeah. wait to get home. Yeah, or maybe that's that's you know they didn't live together, and they're like we're just gonna get it on here at yeah. the bus shelter, and mm. we're gonna name our baby <laughs> number sixteen bus shelter. I'm not gonna sit on that bench. No, no, no. And then sadly, somebody else. Approved name in New Zealand is violence. Mm. Now, Viola is a beautiful name. Violet. I thought is you were going to say Violet. Yeah, but it's but violence. violence. Yes. No, I don't think it's so. Sad. And considering what happened in New Zealand and all yeah. this, yeah, very sad. That is very sad. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah, not good. Anyway. And anyway, so go New Zealand. Go New Zealand. <laughs> not too far away from New Zealand, China. 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 I, it's a country. It's a country. It's yep. a big word. Yep. Most new babies in China are basically required to be named on the ability of computer scanners to read the names on national identification cards. They've gone super high tech. Digital, right? So a computer decides. A computer has to be able to read their name. Mm -hmm. So if a a computer cannot read a symbol, Mm -hmm. they can't name their baby that. So an example of it being rejected Mm -hmm. was the at sign. The at sign, okay. Yeah, so somebody was trying to be named Wang At, Mm -hmm. and they rejected it. Because the parents felt that the at symbol uh, had the right meaning for them. Because if people don't know, mm-hmm. also listening, mm-hmm. in Chinese culture, the parents need to know that the naming of the child, mm-hmm. it's very, very common for them to feel connected and that it was the right chosen name for the child and that the, the child feels like it's a part of the spirituality of the child. Right. So for them, they felt that was the right one. And that at in Chinese is pronounced Aita, Aita, A I T A, Aita. That's what you would say in someone's email if you were going to say an yep. email. Yep. Mm-hmm. And which is similar to the phrase that means love him. That's beautiful. Oh, so they wanted to name their baby Wang, love him. But with the symbol. But with the symbol yeah. instead of saying love him. Hmm. I would not have rejected that. Yeah. I would not well, have rejected that's that. That's what at happens all. when computers do the work. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. It's sad. Um, and they didn't give me on this website, they didn't give me any information about way, uh, names that were approved. So uh, I'm, you know, I'm sure we all know some common Chinese names. So I know I, I worked with a lady named Hong, which I learned means the color red. And mm-hmm. uh, apparently it was a very popular name for, for women. Hmm. I thought that's pretty. Yes. I like that. Okay, Norway, going back up the other way. All right. You are not allowed to use a first name that is traditionally the last name or a middle name unless you come from a culture that doesn't make that distinction. Now, I find mm-hmm. that law to be completely complicated yeah. and purposefully written to allow chaos to happen, right. the naming of children. Because if you are not allowed to name a child that is traditionally a last name or a middle name unless you come from a culture that doesn't make that distinction. That Mm -hmm. means all refugees, all immigrants, Mm -hmm. you know, er, all the expats Mm -hmm. coming in, Mm -hmm. they could just claim, well, my, my, you know, my country doesn't say that. So if you're an American, you come in and you want to name your child Harrison. Mm -hmm. I knew a girl who named her, her nephew was named Harrison. And, uh, that would be fine because yeah. you're saying I'm coming from a, a country yeah. that doesn't matter. Right. But if you're in Norway, mm-hmm. nope. If you're Norwegian, nope. Screw you. You don't get you don't get to name your kid Harrison. And you might be a huge Beatles lover. Mm-hmm. You know, George Harrison. Wow. Love the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. Well, Norway. Okay. Now yeah. I know not to have babies there. No, don't have babies in Norway. But last but not least, yes. your favorite made the list as a bonus on this website, the good old U.S. of A. Ah, where's so, my flag? Here's where's your my flag. flag. Get your flag out. Get your flag. Get it out. I'm going to get it off bow, the monster bow, truck. Bow, 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 bow. No, that's France. Okay, wrong country. Uh, what's our <laughs> What's our national anthem? Do you know the difference um, between our country song? So a lot of people screw this up. They don't know that our national anthem. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, there's a couple, right? Yeah. 
And well, then, there's a main one, but yeah. There's a main one, but there's others. Mm-hmm. And then there's also yeah. the God Bless America, which is from yeah. God Save the Queen. Right. But that was also, it's also a national song, but it's not the national anthem. But some people mm-hmm. think God Bless America. Yeah, I like that one better anthem. than the, the Star Star Spangled Banner. Banner. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's just, I like the lyrics better. I do too. Yeah. Actually, I, I do prefer God Bless mm-hmm. America better. I, I think yeah. it's a prettier sounding yeah. song. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so according to UC Davis, mm-hmm. uh, and UC Davis, for those of you who don't know, is a university, a very prominent university in Northern California, mm-hmm. near Sacramento. UC Davis law professor Carlton Lawson mm-hmm. says that in Massachusetts, which I don't know why he's quote Massachusetts, but maybe because he's professor of law, um, each name, first, middle, and last, must be shorter than 40 characters, each for computer input reasons. So like China... If okay. you have a kid in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. it's got to be shorter than 40 characters, the, okay. the name, mm-hmm. um, for each name. So you can't have that name that they wanted to yeah. have, Albin, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that had all those letters yeah. and numbers. You can't do that. And many states require in the United States that only the 26 letters of the standard keyboard yeah. be used. So if you want to have an Enye, mm-hmm. right, because we're so close to mm-hmm. Mexico. Right. And for those of you who don't know, Mexico is part of North America. There are only three countries of North America, mm-hmm. and those are Canada, the United States, and Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mexico is not in Latin America, although it is a Lat- it's a Spanish-speaking country, mm-hmm. but it is North America. It is not part of Central America or part of South America. So, yeah. Yes. Latin America. North America, Central yeah. America, yeah. South America. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Thank you for clearing that There's, up. People uh, may not know that. They may not know yeah. that. But I, I just, it's just thing it's a pet peeve um so there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. from latin america who live in the united states and there's a lot of people from russia for sure uh there's a lot of people from asia Mm -hmm. uh the other parts well yeah the the non the non-european parts of russia that are like over the other way that also closer to mongolia and then right Mm -hmm. and you've got all the people there and you've got people in even like the scandinavian countries that they all have special characters special characters right Double bite characters, as we mm-hmm. like to say in translation, for some of these, uh-huh. uh, you know, country, uh, these different countries I mentioned, but also character, mm-hmm. just general writing mm-hmm. and, and characters. Mm-hmm. So that is things that are states are saying no, you can't do that. You have to use the twenty six letters of a standard keyboard. And when we say the word standard keyboard, let's let's just acknowledge the mm-hmm. superior. The superior prejudice of standard keyboard, meaning American standard English. Right. And how that is not necessarily should be called a standard keyboard. It should be called an American keyboard because over here in Spain, I'm using a Spanish keyboard Mm -hmm. because I have to have symbols, which actually it's really nice because it also it's a French Spanish Mm -hmm. keyboard. So Mm -hmm. I have all the symbols for French as well on mine. And I'm like, yeah, Uh, (laughs) because I can write in three languages if I want to. I love it. I think it's beautiful. And Mm -hmm. the more the merrier. I wish I could write in all the languages out there and have it all on my keyboard, although Mm. it would probably be too big. It would be like a piano or something. But that's what's going on. And so it means if you're in in California, and we have so many Spanish speakers in California, Mm -hmm. first generation Mm. or newcomers Mm -hmm. as we say also in education who are born of the names jose Mm -hmm. or joaquin Mm -hmm. that typically carry an accent accent right not allowed not allowed because it's not on the standard Mm freaking keyboard yep 
And it gets worse. In Tennessee, mm -hmm. a child of married parents can have either the surname of the father or the surname of the mother in the combination with the surname of the father. But either way, that kid is named after the paternal parent. Just remember, it's probably a $30 name change fee in your local vital statistics office and go out and change the world and make it what you want. And for those of you who love your name, good for you. But continue to have your freedom, freedom, your freedom. That's a new one. Your freedom of expression. Continue have, having your feet up. <laughs> have your feet up. Ah. And just as a reminder, talking about freedom of expression, again, where to find us. You can find us on Facebook at translate.this.podcast or on Twitter at translate this underscore P or on Instagram at translate this underscore podcast. This has been Melissa, your host, along with. Well, let me, first, let me put down my monster truck American flag for a second <laughs> and applaud you for your great stories. I'm Thank Richard, you. by the way. And we will see you one more week out as we uh, go to our next podcast. And thank you again for joining us. Thank you. Until next time, learn to translate this. this.